Friends, welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home. Hey, I'm Danny, your host, and usually, if you've been hanging out with me for a while, you know that we spend the majority of our time talking about practical, tactical, tangible tips and tricks that you can use today, this weekend, next week, to modify your home in a way that you can't stop gushing about. So that you can throw open those doors, invite those friends in, and feel proud of what it is they see. But what happens when you don't have enough time in order to create that? This is one of the biggest roadblocks I hear from a lot of mamas. Sometimes it's the misconception that decorating your home costs too much. Sometimes it is the misperception that I can't have nice things because I have kids. Sometimes it is the belief that, you know what, my husband and I will never agree, so why bother? But a lot of times it is time. And I know as a busy mom myself, finding time to do the extra things can be really hard. It can be really frustrating too. And so that's why today and next week, I'm bringing in an expert on time. I'm chatting with Michelle Bird, the host of the podcast, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Girls, she gets it. (laughs) She gets it. Doing all the things can be challenging. Having time to do all the things can be challenging. Having time to do all the things and then finding time to decorate your home can be almost impossible. And so today's conversation, we are focusing on if you have little ones, how we can structure our time in such a way that A, doesn't drive us bonkers and B, allows us to free up a little bit extra so we can give back to the people that we love in the home that we want to love. So although you might think that today's topic and next week's topic, because this was a conversation that extends over two weeks, it was that long, it was that good. (laughs) But although you might think, how does time management have anything to do with decorating my home? It does, because it's It is one of the top five reasons that so many of you give to me for why you don't invest in creating a home that you love. So we're going to free, we're going to free up some time for you today. All right. I invite you to sit back, listen, and enjoy today's show. And then make sure you subscribe because guess what? We're coming back next week as we talk about what to do when you manage your time with big ones. So today we're dedicating to the little ones. All right, everyone. Enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is, but our culture has shifted and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank, and I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style, where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Thank you. Well, um, yeah, so I have a podcast called The Busy Vibrant Mom, and um, God just put it on my heart to serve moms, specifically working moms. 
I know a lot of friends and kind of as we get older in the season, we have more time. And so as our kids are going back to school, we usually pick up an extra job, whether that be actual working in an office or part-time or just helping or volunteering. And so my heart just went out to help working moms specifically manage their time and stay organized so that they can have the schedule that they want and they can do all the things that they want, especially, you know, being there for their family and their kiddos. And so that's what I do. Awesome. Fantastic. And, um, tell me how many kiddos do you have? Tell us a little bit about your family. Oh, so yeah, I, um, I'm married and to a wonderful guy. He does all the cooking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we have three kiddos who are, an, our oldest is girl. She's 13 now. So she's in eighth grade, almost graduating. Wow. And then we have two boys, one in sixth grade and one in fourth. And oh. so, Awesome. And it is busy, isn't it? This is a busy busy. season of life. And I remember my three boys when they were little thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait till Greg gets home. It's going to be like hand him off to the kid, to the, the kids off to him. And it was so busy then, but it's nothing compared to now. It's nothing, right? (laughs) So different busy. It's It's a a different different busy. And it's a lovely busy. And so today you have, you're, we're going to talk about productivity hacks that you have for these moms who are in that tension of maybe having a side hustle, maybe working out of the home for a little bit and wanting to be present for their family. So I am so excited to dive in with you today. So tell us all the things, all the things we need to know. All the things, all yeah. the things in like five minutes. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it just, as we were saying, it's definitely really different. If you are a stay-at-home mom and you are working and you have little kids who aren't in school yet, your schedule and your routines and your structure looks different. Your time looks different than now when our kids are a little older and they're at school and you have that carved out time when they're gone, but you still, as we said, it's just as busy. It just looks different. And so I kind of wanted to speak to both those groups because your listeners may be in one stage or the other right? and they're so different. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Michelle, my whole concept here at Fig and Farm at Home is to create a home that you love ultimately so that you can then love your family, right? So that we are, you're not worried about the stuff on the wall or the stuff in general as the mission is so that you can free up time and space to serve your family and to serve them well. So yay, let's do it. All right. Who do you want to talk about first? Littles? Let's talk about little because just in the scheme of like them growing, right? (laughs) So with having little kids, you're really trying to fit work into kind of the nooks and crannies of your day. So The things that are going to really help you, we'll talk about um, just five of them, but the first one is routines and structure. So this is more kind of um, the smaller picture of like your morning routine, you get up, you have breakfast, you're feeding your kids, you're packing for the day, what you're doing. Those are like your morning routine, your evening routine, your kind of structure. Those will help you. Because they'll make your day easier. You'll know what your kids need when, 
Um, you're kind of going to know your routines and where you, you know, what times they're going to go take a nap and that kind of thing. So your routine and your structure will really help you and give you a good baseline of kind of being able to move through your day a little bit easier. Yeah. They're they're kind of like the anchors of your day, right? Right. Right. We know this is going to happen. We know the morning routine is going to happen every day. They need breakfast. They need their lunch made. They need their whatever is happening in that let's get launched for the day. Right. 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 Awesome. And then the second one is kind of rest and rhythms. Okay. So you want to find your rhythm and this is more of like a big pitch picture versus your routine and structures are more of your everyday kind of rhythm that your ball is kind of rolling and then routine rest and kind of routines rhythms. I mean, um, it's kind of more like your week. Like, okay, Mondays we go to the park and then Tuesdays we do this and Thursday you have play group and, you know, it's kind of your weekly routines of how you kind of, you can structure and kind of plan what you have, what you're doing, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, So these can be really helpful because sometimes it's really hard to make it out of the house or to get errands done or just to get to events and kind of do those things. So I found that if you have kind of a rhythm for the week, those will really help you. Right. And then you can know, oh, we do play group on Thursday or I drop them off on Tuesday at school and I can go run errands. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's good because you know what to expect every week when you're setting it up. Right. Right. So I remember going to, um, when the boys were little library was in our weekly rhythm and I loved it. I'm so sad, Michelle, that they don't like going with me anymore. I still go. In fact, the other day I was in the library thinking, you know what I want to do when I retire? I want to be a librarian. How do I get that? Best. <laughs> Best. Okay. How does rest fall into that? Are we so- scheduling that into our weekly rhythm as well? Yeah, I think it's really important, at least um, when you're a mom of littles, you are always on, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're you're keeping people alive. You're keeping people from like, you know, having a concussion and going to the ER. You could have full stop on we're keeping people alive. (laughs) That is the mission. That is the goal. Yeah. (laughs) Right? You're like handing out snacks left and right. You're keeping people happy. You're moving from thing to thing and you've got to be on. Yeah. And so I think it's really important to have a rhythm of having rest. Yeah. Uh, whether that be resting when your kids do or having something quiet in the afternoon that they are resting, you are kind of doing a quiet resting activity. Um, so within those spaces, I think are the kind of the spots you can Sprinkle in your work if you need to get things done, like while they're napping, you're doing work or you're resting. And so to kind of sprinkle those in along the way. Sure. Okay. Awesome. That's where I built my business. My first business was in their nap time. I, I got right? to where I didn't need to sleep when the baby was sleeping. I was able to then, I was, I was ready and I was tired of waiting for him to wake up. <laughs> So the first business was born. Hey mama, some of you know, I was a first grade teacher before becoming a home decorator. I loved the classroom and I loved supporting my little ones as best I could. And then I started staying home with my kids. And as I'm watching them learn and grow, I'm realizing that some of them learn a little differently 
than each other. And I wonder if your kiddos are the same. Some of us are lifelong learners because we love to learn, but some of us start feeling like, I hate learning. I don't like it. It's hard for me. So I'm on a mission with my friend Jessica, the founder of Ace Cookie Tutoring, to change that. She is hosting a two-week event with 40 expert speakers called Love to Learn. And she's hosting that for you so that you can learn all the tools and tips and tricks that you need to help support your learner who doesn't really care for it. Now, this event is designed specifically for teens, but I have a feeling you're going to gain some nuggets if you have some little ones. Join us in this two-week event, Love to Learn, starting February 26th, running through March 3rd. Pick and choose the topics you want to learn. And if you're wondering what I'm teaching about, I'll be sharing how setting up a home environment, your kiddos learning environment specifically, how that can help support their learning. Because yes, it really does matter. All right, friends, join us. All the links for how to register will be in the show notes. Okay, what's number three? So we have routines and structure, kind of getting those scheduled first and foremost for the things that happen every day. Right. Have the rest and rhythms that are happening throughout the week. We can plan. Right. On, okay. What's happening? That's kind of more of your big picture and the other one's a small picture. Yeah. Um, number three is your expectations. Oh, to this keep your expectations low yeah. and to know, give yourself some grace. If you need a nap and you're not going to get X, Y, and Z done, take a deep breath. Um, so just to, this is a season, a different season where it's more physically demanding and just to give yourself a little bit of rest, I think is really important and grace of what you're doing. You may not be super productive. Like I bet when you were doing your business, like some nap times went well and you had like a lot of time and some nap times it was probably like, oh, okay, I was going to do some things. Yeah. And now I'm holding baby and bouncing baby and and okay, we're just doing that. But yeah, right. I think that is key, honestly, to parenting in general, right? I mean, keep your expectations low and hope for the best. Not that right. you think that your kids can meet whatever baseline you hope for them. But I think when your expectations are low, you're bound to be surprised. Right? Yes. Yeah. It just makes it more fun. Yeah. You just take a deep breath. And if you can do more, great. Yeah. Have fun with that. But it does, it takes a lot of the stress off of, we have to do it this way. We have to get this much done. Right. Right. Exactly. And the frustration, stress and overload. There we go. It's out the window when you have lower expectations. Yeah, definitely. So number four is work. So this is when kind of, you want to plan in the things you need to concentration for, as you said, when your kids are napping, or maybe if they have an early bedtime, you're doing things after they go to bed in the evening, or you might wake up earlier before the kids and do something. So these, you want to kind of plan out your work. So the things that you need to really concentrate on plan to do while you can fully concentrate while your kids are asleep. Yeah. And then the things that you could do while your kids are awake, like you could clean or you could declutter or you could organize, or you could, you know, there's a number of different projects or things you can do in your work and you could, it can be loud and noisy and everything. Right. So make sure that you're saving those tasks okay. for times when they're when you, Yeah. When you really need like 
you, like the TV at, as the babysitter isn't going to cut it. You need to have quiet. You need to have focus concentration. And I bet there's going to be times when people have, like they might do better in the morning and there's times when other people might do better at night. So recognizing how, which one is better for you is probably going to increase your productivity. So true. So true. Like you may, you know, I've heard of some people, they love getting up at 5am and they get like a two or three hour work block in before their kids get up and they're like ready to go. Or there's some people who are like, I just can't do that. I'm a night owl. I love getting stuff done in the evening after my kids go to bed. And then I have like tea and like do my thing. Yeah. What are you? What do you like? (laughs) Well, I love getting up early to go work out. Yeah. I'm not a morning person by natural. So if I have somewhere I have to be, it helps me wake up. Yeah. (laughs) So if I go work out, I come back and that kind of, I have an hour to myself in the morning that wakes me up. And so I'm mentally awake to start jumping into my day. Yeah. I'm the same way. And that is part of my rhythm. I know that I need to have a workout in the morning before I really do anything else. And, and then for me, when my babies were little, it would have been evening. It would have been definitely what you just described, the tea in the evening, maybe even a show in the background. I could probably have that rather than the bouncing kids in the background. (laughs) Yeah. Night owls and early birds don't really combine very well, but I seem to to do it that way, the harder way. (laughs) You just got to do what works. And I think you just have to be flexible. I know some people who, you know, I count, um, one of my clients worked at a church. And so we figured out, oh, you have to be at these certain meetings. So why don't you schedule all your meetings on certain days that you have to be there and you can take your little girl with you, be work, do all the things you need to do at the church, have the meeting, do that like twice a week and the other days work from home. Yeah. Cause she was trying to go in every day and it was too much. She was missing bedtime. She wasn't getting stuff done. And so we kind of figured out a way, like let's combine these so that you can have more time in this end. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause how much time was she probably wasting driving to and from first of all, but then you're batching, right? That's kind of a buzz right. in, in the world that we work, live in is batching your work, but you can batch it in office days. I love that. Like, like literally in-person office days. That's yeah. But it was also a, a mix of trying to figure out when she could, what um, tasks she can have her child with her yeah, and what one she needed no, no kids. Right. Right. So just kind of figuring out those things and trying to bash those together. You know, I know people who have had a babysitter come like once a week or twice a week and they watch the kids for two hours and then the mom's able to work. So it's just kind of a rhythm finding when you can fit in that work and kind of how much you need. Right. Right. Exactly. And what you can have the kids present for and what they can't be. Yeah. And I, I would imagine, I mean, one of the things that probably makes working with you so helpful is sometimes it's really hard to see that for yourself. Sometimes when you are in the muddle of it, like you are drowning in it, it's hard to see. I know I have to get work done. I know I have approximately two minutes per day to do it. But when you have that outsider helping, you probably cast a better vision and can ask the right questions. Yeah, actually, thank you so much. I was so excited to be able to help her because she 
didn't see how she could kind of put those pieces together. And so from working together and having an outside perspective of like, look, wait a second, look what else you can do. She, she was like, oh, I didn't even think about this. And then she could be home in the evening for her kiddos. And I was like, it's the best. Yeah. And that's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be running to and from when we don't have to. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. All right. The fifth one is community. (laughs) Okay. So I think community is key to be able to have other moms to kind of share the mental and physical kind of ups and downs of your day, um, whether to have like a mom's group at your church or maybe um, they used to be called mops. Now they're the mom co to to have like a mops group or something that you're going to, that you can get support and, and kind of fed into as an adult. Because I think a lot of times with the little ones, they're running around and you're meeting their needs all the time, but you never get to connect with other moms and kind of get that community. Oh, for sure. And when you're doing that, you think you're on an island. Like I am the only one who is about to pull my hair out because I'm feeding them. They're touching me all day long and I'm never getting my stuff done. Yeah, it's so true. And even that venting space, right? The, you know, we, we all know that we love our kids are the most important things to us, but there are times when little Jimmy just drives me absolutely bonkers. And let me just tell someone before I explode on little Jimmy, cause he's just little. Right. 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 And it gives you, I found that it just gave me so much more life during the week yeah. and it just, gave me new energy to be able to connect with other moms, find out that what I was doing wasn't weird or my kids weren't weird or, oh yeah, you have this too. What did you do? It helped you troubleshoot things. And then also it was just a good community where I was able to like give my kids away to the (laughs) play groups that were there and sit with moms for a little bit and just, and then have them back. And I was like, excited. They were excited. It was great. Yeah. Everyone's needs are met. I remember doing that. We didn't have a formal mops group, but we had a weekly play date and it was so refreshing, but it was also great because there were moms who were two steps ahead of where I was. Right. So I'm brand new or with a toddler having no clue what to do. And those women who were such dear friends were able to answer questions that like you were saying, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that you know, what cluster feeding was or what, you know, whatever, whatever you're experiencing. I didn't know because I'd never walked it before, but they had. So having those women ahead of me were fantastic. It was right. And I think it takes away a lot of the mental stress and a lot of other things that allow you to be productive is it just takes away a lot of other things you don't have to worry about or spend your um, precious brain power, right. To like, Oh, how do we figure this out? Right. Right. Oh, so good. So good, Michelle. Gosh, where were you when I had toddlers? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were keeping them alive. That's the key That's when right. they're that age. Full stop, keeping them alive. Okay. So as a recap, um, you want to think about as you're setting up your week, the five things you want to think about, um, kind of the base of your day, which are the routines and the structures, the things that happen every single day, Right. Then you want to build in times for rest and the rhythms that will naturally flow throughout the week. Like 
um, quiet times for you, building in quiet times so the kiddos are quiet and in their space so you can have some work done. But rhythms like every Tuesday, you go to the library or every Thursday, you go to the indoor play park. Expectations, lowering those expectations, right? Working, set, setting aside time to get that concentrated time of work, the, understanding your workload, whether you need to have concentrated time, uninterrupted time when that is morning or night, or you can have kiddos work with you and then building a community. Did I get it? Yes. All five. This is fantastic. I absolutely love it. What else would you tell those um, mamas of toddlers? Oh, just, I think the key um, is, as we said, expectations and community, because the community will help you not be as stressed and really give you, as we talked about, a place to voice concerns or get advice. And then it frees you up mentally. Yeah. And also just having low expectations of maybe this isn't the season. Maybe my kid does just naps for 30 minutes to get today. And I don't get, you know, my whole work block that I was going to get done. So just to kind of roll with things being really flexible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember Owen, when he was a toddler, I didn't have any others yet. Um, He was would only nap for 30 minute chunks at a time. And he napped better on the move than he did at home. So my flexibility was, you know what? I'm going to change up when I work out. I had a baby jogger. We're going to take him running and I can get an hour run in while he's napping. He can get a better nap in. And I got a long workout. I didn't always want to work out for, you know, I didn't always want to go running for an hour, but we walked. (laughs) But having that mindset of flexibility and it's okay. Sometimes you have to pivot and there are going to be seasons within those seasons that you have to modify. But if you have this base, like you're talking about, you know, what is kind of the important things to plug in first and then next and then next. Yeah. It just gives you like a big picture to kind of work with because when they're little, they're all changing and their seasons are so quick. Like he probably napped, you know, he went through a season of napping. Right. And then in about six months or a year, he probably was like done napping. Then you have to move on to the next thing, right? Quiet time or keeping them quiet. They can do quiet activities for a little bit while you have your quiet time, which is working. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And having that fluidity, knowing that, that where you tie that flexibility into this is wonderful. And what happens when they grow, Michelle? And that's where we're going to stop for today because the conversation went on as we talked about what happens when you have big kids? What happens when they grow? It's a whole new ballgame. You're going to want to tune in next week, so make sure you hit subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, make sure you share it with a friend and pop on over to Apple Podcast and leave a review. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon.